Okay, welcome to the podcast. So, me and my co-host Miguel, we're going to be talking about the food industry in America, and we're going to be going into some of the chemical and biological happenings in the ingredients of the foods that we eat. And Whoa. we're going to be we're going to be talking about how it affects our bodies and things that are good for us and things that maybe are not so good for us and we're gonna try to break it down to the best that we can yes <laughs> <laughs> okay so Miguel, would you, like, would you like to introduce today's topic oh my god for our first episode we are going to be talking about every child's favorite food vegetables <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so we'll be covering leafy greens and honestly, me as a child, I actually liked leafy greens because I was a weird kid. I didn't like I didn't like meat. <laughs> I I liked veggies. I was the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like every kid though. I was like a weird kid, mm. but like but like now I hate veggies. So I now I love vegetables. <laughs> Dude, we're like we just switch roles, like, bro. After school, I will go home and eat a salad. Like <laughs> I go see their salad, I will eat. No, I like I go home and I like devour ramen. I'm actually like I like carbs. I don't like me. I don't like veggies. I like carbs as well. Maybe our next episode will be about carbs. I think we need to talk about carbs next episode. But we're talking about veggies this episode. So okay, basically, um, veggies, right? Mm -hmm. Stuff that we eat, like the green, the leafy greens, like kale, spinach, and bok choy. Which you know, actually, fun fact, goes well with noodles. (laughs) They do go well with noodles. (laughs) Um, they actually contain these very helpful um, vitamins, I guess, called lutein and zeaxanthin. And these are basically a subunit of carotenoids that help prevent eye diseases and loss of vision. Um, they also work alongside vitamins like vitamin A. Um, lutein and zeaxanthin are actually isomers, <laughs> meaning that they have the same like chemical formula, which means that they're composed of like the same things but their structures are different yeah so that's pretty cool they're basically almost almost like the same thing <laughs> you know and like isomers oh my god talking about biology <laughs> talking about bio. they're so confusing when you first learn them i know like, i mean yeah like they're actually they're so confusing and the weird thing about them is depending on how they're structured, even though their formulas are the same, they still have different um, chemical properties, Mm -hmm. um, like their boiling points and their ability, or the amount of energy it takes to break them apart. It's so interesting. I know, and they can also have very different, like, effects, chemical effects, like, for example, like, I don't know, like, the thing we talked about in AP Biothalidomide. Yeah. Like, it has, like, it's an isomer of, like, another thing, but it's, like, it ha- they're, they have like two very different of effects on the body. But fortunately for us, lutein and zeaxanthin are pretty similar in their functions in our body. Um, lutein's chemical formula, just for knowledge, you know, <laughs> is C40H56O2. So obviously it's composed mainly of carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. And zeaxanthin chemical formula. Those are such important building blocks for the human body. I know. The zeaxanthin chemical formula is also C40H56O2. Because, you know, they're isomers. So <laughs> I don't know why, but I was like shocked. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So, as you guys may know, um, 
As people age, there's often degenerative diseases that come along with aging, including stuff like, you know, eye loss, like vision <laughs> loss. Um, but, you know, as proven through scientific research, actually, lutein and zeaxanthin have proved to some degree that they can be helpful in preventing or slowing down these, you know, degenerative eye diseases. And luckily for us, these carotenoids are actually very common in the leafy greens that we eat. So that is probably one of the reasons why you should start eating more leafy greens yes. because we have these very beneficial vitamins in leafy greens. Yeah. Start eating them young. Exactly. <laughs> if you're a parent, get them <laughs> get them eating their leafy yes, greens. Yes, get them eating their leafy greens, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. On to the next topic of vegetables, we have our cruciforuses, which are mainly your broccolis, radishes, arugulas, you know, they're very green. (laughs) You know, they contain strong flavors. Like, I actually hate arugula, and my parents love it. I don't know why. I hate it. Like, they put it in, like, our salads, and then when, when we get, like, pepperoni pizza, my parents, like, don't like how, like, there's no vegetables on it, so they, like, put arugula on it, and, like, it's, I hate the flavor. Like, it's, I don't know why, I don't like it. I love arugula. <laughs> it's such a versatile vegetable. And then, like, broccoli and radishes, they aren't very versatile, but just on their own, they're such good vegetables. Like, steamed broccoli, add a little bit of salt and pepper, such a good side dish. That's that's true. I like broccoli. <laughs> radishes, depends. I'm, like, Asian, right? So, like... Our radishes, my parents like to chop them up and like boil it in like soups and stuff. And it's like Mm -hmm. disgusting because the texture is like soft and like veiny. I know it's kind of gross, but I like radishes raw in like salads and stuff. Like that's good. I I like it. I don't think I've ever had radishes in a soup. Yeah, no, because like that's just like what Chinese people like to eat. (laughs) I don't know why, but it's not a very good... Radish, when it's cooked, is, like, not very good, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> That's why, because, like, I mean, I'm used to, like, Mexican cuisine, and we use radishes as, like, a side dish, like, yeah, when they're yeah. raw, and they're such good, like, palate cleansers, because I they're know. so bitter. I know, yeah, yeah, no, but, like, when you put them in soup, like, it's not a palate cleanser anymore, like, the taste is, like, different. <laughs> they're part of the dish. <laughs> I know, and it's part of the dish, so. But, okay, so, apparently these vegetables, like, broccoli, radish, and arugula contain strong, these strong flavors because of this thing called glucosinolates. Um, these have a lot of uh, beneficiaries to our human bodies, such as, you know, neurologically we have neuroprotection, neuromodulation, um, and they reduce inflammani- inflammation, which, you know, very well if <laughs> your brain starts swelling up. Mm-hmm. So apparently they also assist in... Um, helping with cardiometabolic disorders and also musculoskeletal disorders and also seems to um, reduce um, risks of cancer and also seems to uh, reduce um, progression in cancer. So that's pretty cool, I guess. Yeah. And on top of all these, these vegetables are very high in calcium, iron, magnesium, phosphorus, and potassium, which are, you know, not very common elements in our food, but very much needed for our human bodies. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, fun fact. These vegetables are high in fiber, which makes them great for vegetables to help with bloating and constipation. Which is what... Do the powders, like, you know the bloom powder that's, like, 
like really popular on TikTok. Like the green powder that people mix in their like drinks. Oh, like, like are they like morning drinks? Like, yeah, the morning drinks. Okay. Like they're like green and it's supposed to help with like bloating, but like, like what do they put in them? Because like people say it tastes good, but I feel like if it's actually supposed to help with bloating and constipation, like wouldn't they put like a ton of like disgusting vegetables in there and like <laughs> disgusting? Wouldn't it, it, wouldn't it taste? Wouldn't it taste bad? I feel like. I don't know. I don't know, but I think those are supposed to be rich in fiber then, I guess, because fiber is, like, the main thing for, like, bloating, right? Yeah, I mean, those are, like, <clears throat> perfect for if you have, you know, trouble with constipation, stomach problems, stomach pains, they're absolutely, like, perfect vegetables to be eating um, if you just need to clean out your system. Yeah, I agree. Okay, moving on. So, we also have roots, like, stuff that grows underground. Because, you know, most vegetables, like, you know, grow, they sprout, like, like plants. But then we have root stuff, like potatoes, carrots, and turnips, which I actually love potatoes, carrots, and turnips. Like, they're so good. I don't think I've ever had a turnip, but... <laughs> okay. <laughs> potatoes and carrots are so good. Um, these are very high in nitrate, and they're beneficiary, beneficiary for blood levels and increased nitric, nitric oxide synthesis. Um, nitric oxide synthesis. <laughs> Sorry to steal the spotlight. Um, it's a kind of like the Krebs cycle or the citric acid cycle, um, where there's these many different inputs, and in, along the cycle creates many different outputs. Um, but just to keep it plain and simple, um, arginine, O2, and NADPH all get put into the cycle, and then multi-enzymatic reactions occur, causing an output of nitric oxide hence nitric oxide synthesis, um, and two byproducts, which are citrulline and NADP. That is very cool. <laughs> um, also, I'd like to mention, though, that potatoes do have a very high starch content, I think. And if I'm correct, I think too much starch is also, like, not good for your body, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's why there's, like, a lot of different types of potatoes. That's That true. range in, like, their starchiness level and their, like, water percentage. So it really depends on your body type and how you consume these starches. Yeah, I think it's also important to just keep a balance in what kind of vegetables you eat. Because if you, like, only eat potatoes, then that's definitely not good, because... <laughs> Too much starch is, like, linked to, like, diabetes. You're and telling me all these fries are unhealthy? Like, <laughs> Well, like, too much of something is never good, you know? <laughs> so keep it balanced, you know? Speaking of which, what is your favorite type of potato, like, form? This is I, a bit controversial. I don't know. Like, what do you mean? Like, what type? What types of potatoes are there? Well, there's, like, there's like mashed potatoes, like, oh, like right. french fries. There's steamed, like, hot, uh, what's it called? Like, baked potatoes. Baked, baked potatoes. Um... Let me think. So, I like french fries, obviously. A lot of people like, do you like french fries? <laughs> yeah. I like french fries. <laughs> so, um, my dad does this thing where he makes Japanese curry, and mm -hmm. he puts, like, potatoes in there, and it's, like, really good. So, I like it like that. But I also, my grandma also, like, bakes potatoes, and then, like, I, like, it's, like, flavorless, right? But, like, after it's baked, I, like, dip it in, like, salt and pepper, and it's, like, also really good. You, you dip it in salt and pepper? Yes, like, after, when I'm eating, I dip it in salt and pepper. Like, oh. I just season it with salt and pepper, and then eat it. Okay. But, <laughs> just like... Dip it. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, well, like, same thing. Same thing. <laughs> What's your favorite? Okay, um... Oh, this is, like, it's... 
considered like the traditional Filipino cuisine, which is adobo, mm-hmm. um, you know, like braised chicken. Um, and then most of the time you'll see potatoes added to it. And those help um, kind of like absorb the juices in adobo. And it brings this really rich and soft texture because you cook them until they're um you can kind of like stick your fork into it Mm -hmm. and it'll slice right through and it creates such a good texture such a good flavor it's wonderful well i actually like need to try adobo because it looks so good Mm -hmm. i just never got to try it um but anyways so we also have also like edible plant stems like celery asparagus rhubarb and sugarcane so do you guys know that like a lot of the stuff in like the American food industry, like the sugary foods are made of like artificial sugar. And like last year in chem, we did a whole like lecture about like the different types of sugar. And you have like the artificial sugars like stevia, which have like actually research that suggests that they can, they are linked to like cancer. Yeah. So, but you also have like your natural, like more healthier quote unquote sugars, like the stuff that comes from sugar cane which is like actually like not as bad as artificial sugars yeah and this is why most fun fact soda companies they're allowed to say that they have no sugars because while yes there's no real sugars in it they Mm -hmm. do add artificial sweeteners which most of the time is a lot more unhealthy than if you were to just drink a normal soda that has your natural sugars guys don't drink coke zero drink (laughs) regular coke as tempting as it may be (laughs) like you might as well just have it have the normal sugar and like not risk getting cancer you know (laughs) i think we should do it like a talk on like sugar because i think that would be pretty interesting do they do they even like taste different than no sugar and sugar dude i swear like the artificial sugars like taste different like you know how like candy has like artificial sugars yeah i taste it tastes horrible (laughs) i can't eat candy because like because of the artificial sugars yeah they just you know artificial sugars although it may seem tempting probably don't go for it yeah don't it's just like go for the healthier option (laughs) okay and then we have the oleums Mm, okay which is like your onion, garlic, and shallots, which are like stuff that you usually use for like seasoning. Yes, your aromatics. Yeah, your, your aromatics. <laughs> yes. Correct vocabulary. <laughs> Correct diction. Um, so most of these vegetables contain skins, like like an onion, I guess, yeah. that are high in anti-inflammatory because of its quercetin? Cor- yeah. Quercetin. Quercetin. Which is a type of flavonoid that helps with reducing oxidative stress, reducing cardiovascular disorders, and slows metabolism. So, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think onion, garlic, and shallots are like pretty cool. Like I, I won't eat them like raw, but like. Really. I think I might be able to eat an onion raw. Okay. Yeah. Garlic. Garlic raw is maybe. Kind no. of crazy. But in like Chinese cuisine, like we eat hot pot, right? And like. Mm-hmm. We usually have like a bowl with like like um soy sauce and like raw garlic in it because it helps with like flavor and we like would dip like the stuff in it before you eat it and so like i actually eat raw gar like raw garlic, garlic. a lot but like not like chomping like a whole yeah garlic. like an apple <laughs> yeah not like an apple yeah um i think the only time i'll eat like raw onions is on a burger or like yeah, yeah, a sandwich yeah other than that like 
I don't think you'll catch me yeah. taking other garlic by that, the handful. <laughs> other than that, I don't think I'll be eating onions raw. Yeah, you know. Well, I think it's pretty interesting how like all of these are like very helpful in like reducing like cardiovascular disorders, cardiovascular yeah, disorders. Yeah. Um, the heart is the main organ of the body. It's yeah, the way we true. get blood to our muscles. That's very true. And that's also why you should not eat stuff with too much cholesterol. Because doesn't it like cause like a lot of stress on like your veins? Yes, it causes a lot of stress on your arteries and veins, which can lead to a blockage of red blood cells. Mm-hmm. And that leads to a... Stroke? <laughs> it could lead to a stroke. It increases risks of like stuff like heart disease because you develop a lot of like fatty deposits in your blood vessels because cholesterol is a lipid. Yes. So if you have too much of a lipid, then like you're just gonna develop like ex- excess fat deposits mm-hmm. everywhere. So with like, so that's why obesity is such a problem <laughs> in America because people eat stuff with cholesterol. Yeah. And then like they just they just like have excess like fat deposits exactly and then that's why like heart disease is such a big problem yeah heart diseases and like growing fat on the your stomach and on your all areas on your body like those are very big side effects of eating foods with high cholesterol Mm -hmm. and i think the reason why it's such an issue in america is because we have like we have fried foods like i like it's like not very common in other countries i think to have like this much fried, fried food because we have fast food chains like you know mcdonald's yeah. and like like those fried foods have like so much cholesterol in it but like obviously like like cholesterol like you do need it yeah. to a certain extent right like we learned about body, this in ap bio right yeah your body will need those cholesterols from time to time or else it starts becoming deficient on it mm-hmm. so you need to eat it but you need to have like a regulatory balance with it yeah also because like I think like Americans like just eat a lot of like dairy and meat and like that stuff also has cholesterol. Yeah. So it's it's just yeah. But the benefits of cholesterol on the other hand, so you know how like in the cell, like the cell membrane is like has a phospholipid bilayer, right? Yeah. We learn about this in bio, but basically the bilayer is made of lipids, right? So in different kinds of temperatures, so if it's like extremely cold, extremely hot, mm-hmm. like extremely hot the lipid bilayer can become like too fluid fluid and then in extreme cold it can be too solid so we need cholesterol to be like wedged between the the phospholipids to keep them apart but also like to keep them stable together yeah and that leads to the fluid mosaic model which Mm is why um you'll see these cholesterol in between the phospholipids keeping it nice and fluid for these membranes to stay all wiggly and keep their enzymes in place i know it's actually so like i think it's so interesting how like the body needs like a perfect balance between everything like like from like like we just talked about how like too much starch is like bad and then like too much cholesterol is also bad and i'm pretty sure like too much of vitamins is also bad like yeah because then your body becomes deficient on the intake of vitamins and yeah. then it's not producing them yeah so i think that's pretty cool i also did some extra research on lutein and zeaxanthin um they're actually one of the two major carotenoids found in the human eyes yes so they're like basically for like helping your vision and they kind of protect the tissues in your eyes from sunlight damage because of uv uv (laughs) radiation 
um, it causes um, damage to your eyes yes. and like also other parts of your body, but also your eyes. Mm-hmm. And they're known to prevent age-related macular vision, which is like vision diseases, which is like the leading cause of blindness and vision impairment, apparently. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it's important to be constantly intaking these carotenoids is because humans are actually unable to synthesize carotenoids on them by themselves. So it must be obtained from like outside sources, such as like you know the food that we consume. The vegetables. Yes. And recent studies have also shown that lutein may assist in anti-inflammatory activity, as well as improving cognitive co- function and decreasing the risk of cancer and cardiovascular diseases. However, it should be noted that these studies have yielded inconsistent results. But I think scientists are still working on, you know, figuring out um, if these are actually linked to certain effects. Yeah. Right. And that makes you wonder, like... How much of lutein and <laughs> wait, what is it called? Lutein, lutein and yeah. lutein and zeaxanthin. Lutein and zeaxanthin. Do we really need because of how much like screen time and how much we're not really going outside and like using our vision unless it's up to like maybe two meters from us. That's very true, but you know I think so. Like I think the thing with like age of like social media is that like everyone's like staring at a screen right Mm -hmm. but also like the thing with vision is that i know people who have like just like really good like genetics and so like they could stare at a screen for like hours a day and their vision would like not go bad that still is not healthy by the way it's still not healthy though (laughs) if your genetics can take it still just don't still not (laughs) don't push it to your limits um so basically lutein um apparently we need approximately 10 milligrams of it and zeaxanthin, we need two milligrams of it a day, which isn't that much, I think, because like you eat, I feel like a normal person would eat a lot of vegetables during the day. And also I think you can also find these in corn and egg yolks. So if you eat an egg a day, you can also get an intake of lutein. Yeah, something to be aware of. Exactly. Um, Honestly, I think my appreciation for veggies has definitely improved from researching this because like no like genuinely they're not like no like I actually like I think I should start eating more leafy greens but like not arugula though because I I don't like arugula you're so fake for that (laughs) no like I don't know why I I don't like arugula but like you know I can get my like glucose cyanides from like broccoli (laughs) like radish you can get it from other sources which is so cool like these vitamins and all these other nutrients are so versatile and all these other vegetables so if you don't like something you can try it in another form (laughs) or you can try cooking it in a different way that's so true i think yeah just be just like test you know like play with it um wait but like the nitrate thing you mentioned in the roots like does it have something to do with the fact that like like humans like we we can't like produce like we can't produce nitrogen on our own like don't we we, yeah Yeah. we can't right like we need to because like i'm pretty sure like even plants can't fix nitrogen on their own like they need bacteria to do it to fix it for them and then humans get nitrogen from plants yes and so nitrogen we actually need it because it's like it's our it's a building block for like a lot of the important like macromolecules macromolecules in the body like um Nitrogen is in nucleotides, right? 
Um, yeah, they're nitrogenous bases. Yeah, for nitrogenous bases in our DNA and RNA. Yeah, so, and that stuff is in plants and vegetables. So, that's why you should eat more vegetables. Yes, we all need it. Yes. Um, I think that should wrap up our talk. Yeah, our first episode. I know. That was that was a pretty interesting um, research thing we did. Like, yeah. had a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> you never realize how interesting vegetables are until you bring the world of biology into it. I know, exactly. Like, the fact that we can just connect stuff we learn <laughs> in biology with this is, like, so cool. Um, but, yeah. Thanks for listening. Um, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Woo!